0: There's power in the name of. Jesus. There's healing in the name of. Jesus. There's salvation in the name of.
1: Jesus.
0: The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Jesus. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Lentepo of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegono. Bishop Pintafu is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegonov. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message.
1: Today.
2: Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Have you been blessed by Bishop Kwekus? session? Hallelujah. A pastor must love books. Amen. If you are here as a pastor and you don't love books you will not do well because ministry is affected greatly by information useful spiritual information hallelujah if you take someone like Dr. Otabel Dr. Otabel didn't go to school much Went up to form five. And it didn't even pass well. Yeah. How many of you you didn't know that? How many of you knew that? You see, you're by surprise. He will tell you himself. But how many pastors in Ghana? Are approached by the government for advice and sits on some of the highest institutions in the country. Not many. He's one of the few. When he speaks, you see a man who is learned. Who understands. One time, Bishop Eddie visited him. And he said he saw the books that he was reading. Have you seen these small lettered books? With the small writings. Big ones like this. Those are the books that he reads. And you can see the fruit. You can see the ministry. Archbishop, he didn't go to school. He himself says, I have no classmates. But he has written books. Before they inaugurated President Trump and they went to church. If you were there, nobody would have. Even they would not have allowed you to enter. I don't think that if I had been there, they would have allowed me to enter. Can you stand here? But he was not only inside. But he was praying for the incoming president. That is the power of learning in the ministry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, a pastor must not have a lot of shoes, a lot of suits, a lot of shirts. Alright? Why do you need all those things? Recently, I traveled to another country and uh, they came to welcome me to the VIP. And they took my passport. And they said, Let's go for his things. And come. So I told them, oh, There are no things. Well, the bag that I'm holding. They were shocked. They were shocked. My pull along bag was all that I had. But I had a smaller bag of gadgets. Books and other things. Hallelujah. So those of you who have not bought any books since we started. Do you get it? That is why you will not have a big ministry. Because it shows that your heart is not for the ministry. And if you, if you have the books already, that's fine. But otherwise, you have to buy the books and get knowledge. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And wisdom comes through reading and studying. How many of you will want to have one hour? On your own. Only you and Bishop Doug. One hour. One hour. After that they won't give you any more. Only one hour. But the question is. How much can you say. In one hour. But through these books. You can have Bishop Doug with you. Every second of the day. He will be explaining to you how the Lord has used him. The different things that he's doing. And all that. So pastors, get the books. Amen. One of of the most amazing chapters in the Bible is Proverbs chapter 8. Where wisdom speaks about herself. Do you understand it? Yeah. Yeah. And from about verse 20 down, wisdom talks about how he wisdom was with God before God did all the things that he did. Yeah. Give me that. Give me that. Listen, from verse 17, it says, I love them who love me and those that Seek me elisha shall find me. Verse 18. Riches and honor are with me, yea, durable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold. This is wisdom speaking of. Yea, fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I lead in a way of righteousness in the, path of the, in the midst of the path of judgment. That I may cause those that love me to inherit substance, and I will fill their treasure. So, If you want to prosper and be rich, eh, you need wisdom. Because wisdom says that go go back. Verse 21. That I may cause those that love me. This wisdom speaking. To inherit substance. And I will fill their treasures. So prosperity comes through wisdom. Yeah. And one of the wisdom keys is to get a book and learn so that you have more information for your ministry to know what to do. Continue. Now, this is what I wanted you to see. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way, before his works of old. The Lord possessed me in the beginning, in the beginning of his way, before his of old. Before God started anything, he said, he or he had me. And I want you to go down, go down, I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever the earth was. Have you seen that? Or ever the earth was. I was there before. When there were no dead, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was, I was brought forth. This is wisdom. So what he's saying is that he was the one that the Lord had before. In other words, God created all things by the power of wisdom. So through the power of wisdom, Which, by the way, is an anointing, because wisdom, okay, is part of the anointing. Isaiah eleven two. Then I said it talks about the seven spirits or the seven the seven parts of the anointing. The spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might. Knowledge, fear of the Lord. So, wisdom is an anointing. So, when you study books and you read books, you catch an anointing for wisdom. Yeah. So, that is why you see those people, they do great things. You see, that's why they ask about Jesus in Mark 6. What wisdom is it that is given to him? But what was he doing? He was teaching, he was healing or doing miracles, and they say, what wisdom? I get what I'm saying. So, pastors, is very important. Honestly, I would say that if you have been at this conference from Wednesday, today is Friday, they're just ending, and you have not bought any books. Now, as far as I'm concerned, you did not attend the conference. They did not. So get the books. You may not be able to buy all. Buy some. But especially the Macarius. Listen. The reason why I want to encourage you to buy the Macarius. Is because. Please keep standing because we have been sitting for a long time. It's because. Of. The blessing of Obedidon. Reverend Dr. Obedidon's ministry was not working. He was not prospering. Until the ark of the Lord was left in his house. And immediately, he started prospering. Amen? When books written by an anointed, in fact, this library, if you send it to your office, or your church, or your room, immediately, the anointing that is on Bishop shop has entered where you are. No, no, that's what it means. That's what it means. Because this is an anointing. This is an anointing. The written words of an anointed man of God contains the anointing on his life. The shirts, the handkerchief, the garments of anointed men of God. One time I went to preach at a convention at one of our missions. The pastor and the wife had been married then for about five years, six years, and had not had a child. And I love to live in the homes of the missionaries when I visit them. So I stayed with them. They gave me a little room. I slept on their bed. Three days. During the convention, I called them, prayed for them. Before I left, I called them, I prayed for them. That God bless them with a child. When I left, before I left, then I told them, when I go, the bed that you gave to me, go and sleep on it. And make love. Yeah, so I left. Three months later, the lady sent me a test. Bishop, I'm pregnant. So I said, tell me about it, what happened? He said, do you remember the bed? Then the husband explained to me, look, when you left, you know woman, she was going to rearrange the place, I said, no, no, no. Just as it was, let's sleep. He had a child. He had another one. So, the things that are associated with an anointed man of God. Are things that you must desire. Can I have an amen? amen. I have a long... Uh, how do you call that? Those the bishop ways. His normal African way. The long ones. Okay. One time I had the privilege of traveling with him. You know. To another country. It is about... It about about, um, about five years ago. So he wore one of these white to minister at a pastor's conference. Very powerful. When he finished, he removed it and said, None. He gave it to me. Up to today, it's, it's there. I don't wear it by heart. Yeah, I don't I wear it from time to time it has even become older but I wear it I cherish it amen you see you must be spiritual I'm just coming from London about 2-3 days ago I stayed in somebody's house for just a couple of hours, I slept there when I came the first thing that the pastor told me, he said bishop do you know what When we left, I went to sleep in the bed. Because the check got a mountain that you brought to the house. Perhaps, perhaps some have dropped on the bed. This man, um, he was a follower of uh, Smith-Wogesford. What is his name? The one who was into humanitarian, you know, things. He did the same. He went to sleep in the with this red bed. So let me tell you something. This is the reason why, if you have to sell your car, if you have to sell your motor, I want some pastors sell your motor. After this afternoon session, go and sell your motor. No, I'm very serious. I, I, I don't know why you are clapping. Sell your motor and buy this. 300 Ghana City. If an anointing comes upon you, you will never drive a motor. You will have four four wheel drives packed in your house. <clears throat> Pastors, you have to believe. Oh, a man of God must be a man of faith. For we walk not by sight, but we walk by faith. Amen. Amen. Huh? Yes. So, get it. I want pastors to go and sell, sell something. That can help you to raise up 300 Ghanas and buy the Makayos. If you are really serious. You will be in this same northern part of Ghana. And God will lift you up just as He has lifted up Reverend Eastwood. Reverend yeah. Eastwood's ministry is far greater than most ministries in the South. Yes, far greater. That is why when He started His ministry, He called it the Desert uh, uh, Patches. And God has really made a way for him in the desert and forest, it and God can do the same because Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forevermore may you receive wisdom lift up your hands and thank God for this morning as we come before the Lord we give you praise we give you honor we give you worship we adore you we bless you there is none like unto you. Be glorified. Be lifted up. Be magnified. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Materi Holy Spirit help us today. Holy Spirit anoint us today. Add the Holy Spirit to anoint you. Laseki bohosia. As the Holy Spirit to anoint you today, as the Holy Spirit to anoint you today, anoint us of church for church growth today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, lift up your hands and ask God to put the church growth anointing upon you. In the name of Jesus. Liboho kashivele, landiri boho kashande, lamindiiri boho se,
3: lialili moho mahara.
2: Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for a day of impartation of an anointing for church growth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Now, this morning, I want to talk about church growth and anarchism. Church growth and anarchism. Hallelujah. Luke 14. Let's read from verse 16. Now listen. This morning, God is going to change the way you go about winning souls and building the church. A force is going to be released into your spirit. That is going to drive away fear timidity, uh, slowness, excuses. God is about to make you a bold soul winner. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 14 from verse 16. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. And sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, come for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I bought a piece of ground and I must needs to go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. Another said, I have married a wife and, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, and the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. Verse 23. Is our verse. Everybody look at it. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Now we are talking about church growth. And for our churches to grow, We need the key of Anakazo. Lift up your right hand and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, make me a man of Anakazo. Hallelujah. In our time and in our day, pastors, without the spirit of Anakazo, your church will be empty. Now, the word anakazo is like translated from the Greek. The word compel. And the, and the Lord said unto the servant, go out on the highways and, and compel. That word compel is the word anakazo. Or anakazo. Anakazo. Alright, I'm sure we are all aware that the Bible as we have it, the Old Testament was translated from the Hebrew language. And the corrupted Hebrew called the Aramaic language. So the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and Aramaic language. And then it was translated into English. The New Testament, during the days of the New Testament, the predominant language was Greek. So the New Testament was written in Greek. So Bible translators have translated what we have from the original Greek. So every word you find in the New Testament was translated from the Greek. So the word word compel eh, is from the Greek word anakazo. And it means anakazo means to compel. It also means to necessitate to drive, and to constrain by all means such as force, threats persuasion and entreaties Hallelujah If we are going to fill our churches we are going to have to use Biblically accepted means to constrain people, to compel people, to necessitate people, to entreat people to come to church. Listen, the days of lame evangelism will not help anyone of us. It is time for us to catch the spirit of anarchism. The spirit that makes us to use non-conventional means. Most people in the world today are very secular. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in heaven Most people are very busy. They are very, very busy. When you ask them to come to church, they will give you 101 excuses why they cannot come to church. Hallelujah. But watch. Watch. This pastor, at the end of the day, he was successful. Because he had his party. Even though the original people that he invited did not come, he was successful because his party was still full. His party was still full. Even though the original people that he invited gave excuses, he overcame the excuses, had his party, and not only did he have his party, but had a full room filled for his party. Hallelujah. Now, another closely related word to this anacazo that we need is the word biazo. Look at Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12. Matthew are we live? It's not working. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And the violent took it by force. Hallelujah. And the violent taketh it by force. Hallelujah. Are you seeing it? Now, the word violent, the word violent is the Greek word biazo, and it means a forcer. A forcer. It means. Energetic, strong, forceful, using force. Hallelujah. This word is very related to Anakazo. Amen. Beazo. It means to force your way into something. Remember the way you force yourself into your wife's life. Against all opposition by the father, the brothers, and all that. But, but you, were, you were able to force your way. How many of you were able to force your way? Yes. When it comes to the ministry, we don't force, we are lame. We are quiet. We are reserved. But when it comes to things that matter to us looking for money, looking for a wife, looking for jobs, contracts we, the same people, we now begin to operate with a different attitude. You see, that attitude is false. It is needed for the ministry. You need force to buy a land where they say there is no land. You need it. Yeah. You need it. When I was pastoring the sacramental church, we bought land. We bought land. You know, we kept on buying from the same person. Then, those of you who know there to Church, where Prophet will build a new cathedral and a car park. That land, that whole land. Somebody came to encroach on it. Yeah. And I remember before that, you see, we bought four, or we bought two, six this way. And Bishop came there somewhere in 2005, me, for a program. And he said, "Look, Pastor Antifu, if you don't buy this land," Somebody come and buy and build something that you will not be happy with, just by the church. So buy it. So, with that instruction, I raised up monies. You know. And then somebody came to encroach on two plots, very close to the church. We tried to reason with him, he would not agree. That was our car park. He blocked, he blocked our entrance to the church, he built a wall. And for about two, three weeks, we tried to reason with him and to try to reason with the landlord. Oh, you yeah, have yeah, taken our money. One Sunday, I was preaching, and getting to the end, I asked the church members, "Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who has come to defy us, and we are sitting down here lame and weak?" I said after the service, within 20 minutes, we must show him that we are the children of God. This war must go. No, you see, I I don't know where the spirit came from. But a certain boldness, a certain godly anger just rose. Look, within 20 minutes, the young man just charged. Later, somebody told us that when it was happening, the guy was caught. And he stood afar to watch. He couldn't come close. It was the beginning of three years of battle for the land. And by the grace of God, after three years, we possessed it. A cathedral has been built there. A wonderful car park is there. The spirit of Biazo. Say Biazo. Say I need an Arcazo." I need, I need Biazo. Yes. A third word, you see, it's all within. So Anakazo Biazo, you know, and the third word is Anadea. The last word Biazo for you. Biazo is B I A Z O, B I A Z O, and it comes from this word violence. So look at it. Look at the passage. It says. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violence. Violence. People fight against the church, fight against your ministry, criticize you, oppose you, but you can still take the kingdom. How are you going to take it? But the violent take it by force. It's not, it's not talking about worldly violence. Taking a cat last to go and kill people. I get what I'm saying. But boldness. The state of boldness. Yeah. And godly aggressiveness. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 1. The Bible says that the wicked fleeth when no man pursueth. But the righteous is as bold as a lion. Do you know why you must be bold? The seed of boldness is in you as a child of God. Because you are the child of Of the lion of the tribe of Judah. And the child of a lion is not a sheep. No. The child of a lion. You know, watch films on lions. One time I went to South Africa. And... uh, Went to a zoo. And there was a portion that there were lions. And there was another portion of lions. But that one, they allow you into it. Yeah. Real lions. So we entered there. Real lions were there. These are the lions. Real lions. But do you know why we're confident to be there? Because they were baby lions. You see, a baby lion has the potential to chew you. But at that stage, he doesn't understand it. He hasn't developed. You know that the, 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 the mother lions, they train them. They train their kids. They train them. As they are growing, first they feed on the breast milk, you know, and all that. Do you see? And then now they train them on eating meat. And actually, first, they catch it, they share it with them. Then later, they train them to catch themselves. And it is not easy for them. Yeah. Many of the animals fight them and kill their little ones. But gradually, they become more and more experienced. And they begin to work in groups. So, the potential of being forceful. Because your father is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Yeah. The third word is anadea. A-N-A-I-D-E-A Anadea. Anadea. Luke chapter 11 and verse 8. Luke chapter 11 and verse 8. Luke chapter 11. I'm talking about church growth and anacaz. Now, you all know this story. Jesus said, A certain man had visitors in the night. So he went to his friend and said, I have, I have, have and I have visitors. Midnight, home, rise up and give me some bread. Do you get it? You are giving a parable. And he continued to press on. And Jesus said in verse 8, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, because of that, his friend, and then he late, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as is needed. Jesus was explaining that because of the time, the man will be giving excuses to say, look, I must asleep. my children are asleep, I mean, it's very inconvenient. I can't wake up. I'm feeling sleepy. Please, can you find it from somebody else and other? So even based on friendship, you will not give it to him. But because of the person who is asking, is importunity. And that word importunity is the Greek word anadeia, which means shamelessness. is it not shameful to rise up in the middle of the night to go to somebody and cry for bread? A grown up man. Why don't you have bread in your house? But Jesus said, because of the person who is asking shamelessness, his friend will rise and give him as many as he needed. And so in the ministry, we need the spirit of shamelessness. cannot do effective evangelism if you are ashamed. Oh yes. I have been sacked from people's rooms before. Yeah? I remember one time the, those of you who know are crowded, flats the long, the tall ones. We have entered into all of them. One Flat after the other to do person to person evangelism. We will knock and come in. So one time we knocked on a flat, about two or three of us, when I was pastoring that church. And then we saw a man who was sitting in his city. He said, What is our purpose? So, so we are here, we are sharing the word of God. He sat us cry. He sat us. What do you mean? Look, leave my room. So we just put our tails in. The the it's not shameful. And I was a doctor. I was a doctor. This same man, a couple of years later, I went to visit a managing director of one of the companies that were coming to my hospital. When I got to the reception, the secretary went to tell the managing director Dr. Antefu is around. So, I said to come out. when I entered, the managing director rose up. Oh, doc, why are you here? He was so happy. I mean, he was so, wow. He was just excited. And then there was somebody sitting down there. And I looked at the person. Do you know where the person was? The man who stagged me. His face, t- he was so shocked. He was so shocked. But, but I, I don't think I said anything to him. Yeah. Last year, we were doing person to person evangelism. And I entered a house of one of my pastors. There were some ladies. We spoke to them. Just as we were going out, and we saw a young guy, maybe 25 years. So we went to him, started to speak with him. And so, oh, I mean, he received us nicely. No, he didn't receive us nicely. His face was straight. So I said, oh, as we have come, we are talking to you. And so he said, Jehovah's witness. Jehovah's witness. I said, "Wow, you know." But do you believe in Jesus? I believe. Do you believe that he's the Son of God? Do you believe? I said, "Oh, well, then that's very good." Then now, but we are just about to go. Then he said, "But he also asked questions. Why do I call myself a bishop? How do I call myself a bishop?" Hey, he took me on fully. Why do you call yourself apostles, pastors, you know, and all these type of things? I tried to, initially I tried to be nice and take him to, but later I realized was that he was, I said, look, this is my card. This is my card. Call me at any time, come to my office. We can talk. But you see, as you can see, we are going around. Your questions are relevant. But I don't have much time now. What I'm saying is that, I mean, he took me. There's somebody that actually he had failed his SSS exams. They did a (laughs) second. They did a second time. I was waiting for his result, and he was facing me, sorting me out. Now, in the first place, in the first place, if I was not a pastor. There was no way even he, he, he could not even come to my door. That's what I'm saying. So, listen to me. You say you were a pastor. You say you're pastor. Put away everything that you say you have. Humble yourself and get to the job. Put on yourself shamelessness. Shamelessness. Christians sit in at offices where their calling workers are blasting pastors, blasting Christians, and then you, you sit there quiet. 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 But Peter and John, when they were told not to preach in the name of Jesus Christ, I say, sir you are saying. If you think it goes it's up to you, but as for well, us, we cannot. We cannot. But to continue to preach in the name of Jesus Christ. For there is no other name given on earth whereby men might be saved except through the name of Jesus Christ. And Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed. Hallelujah. So, listen, if you are going to build a large church, you need a combination of anakazo, biazo, and an idea. Yes, you cannot sit in your church and expect the church. To grow. Dr. Cho says, sinners are afraid to come to church. Yeah. He says, sinners are afraid to come to church. Listen. Do you know what we think? We go to church. We arrange our chairs. We clean the church, arrange our chairs. We put on our suits and we wait, expecting sinners to come. Sinners have other ideas. Sinners they have other ideas. You want to go to the beach, you want to go and eat to, to a selfie somewhere, drink, boost, visit their girlfriend. Many sinners today. Regard Sundays as a day of rest. A couple of years ago, I was going to have a camp meeting at Bonsu. And uh, just around the time that I was going, some of my pastors told me something that made me angry. Because in my church, you know, at dawn, my pastors and the shepherds are on the field mobilizing their people, and are them to come to church with the buses. And then they told me that, ah, there are people who have been in church for one year, and still, they have to go and call them. So I got very angry that, ah. We normally use that to encourage people who are a few months in church then, once they become more established, now they know how to come to church on their own. So I said, leave them. Those type of people, leave them. This was on my way to the camp. Now at the camp I was preaching on a a council just like I'm doing now. And then I believe it was the Lord that led me. I began to find out from people how their lives were. Saturdays were before they became Christians. And based on the stories that I heard, people were telling that look, Saturdays is a chilling day. From about 9 p.m. to about 4 a.m., 5 a.m. That is when we are coming home. We are coming home drunk. We are going to smoke all kinds of things. So when we sleep, we cannot wake up to go to church at 7 or 8 or 9. We can't. Because it's a time to sleep. Look, almost everybody, as they were telling the story, then the Holy Spirit said, have you seen why Anakazu is important? Don't give up. There and then, I said, All the people that I said we should stop going to bring them, we are going to bring them more. Yeah. Hey! Listen, you have arranged your church and you expect sinners to come. That is why your church is empty. That is why your church is empty. That is why your church is empty. You need to compare. You need to be forceful. Now, many pastors are phlegmatic. All human beings can be grouped into four types of people called temperaments. Four temperaments. Most people. And most people have a combination of two temperaments. But there's one which is the main one. So that defines you. Now the first group are the cholerics. The cholerics. It's taken from the liquid that is in the gallbladder. It is sharp. It is bitter. It is hot. So cholerics are people who don't need natural motivation any any motivation. They are self motivated. You don't need to tell them anything. They are leaders, good leaders, they are achievers. They are target minded, project achieving minded. They are drivers. you understand it? That, that's their positives. The other negatives is that they can be rude to others, insensitive to others. Yeah. Amen? They can be hot-tempered. They can be disrespectful. Then we have the melancholics. Melancholics. They are, a melancholic is somebody who is very calculating and very analytical and they think deep all the time. That's a good part of them. If you want, if you have a company, you want somebody who can do your administration well, put everything in order, you know, you need, you need a me- melancholic. Yeah. If you are a wife and you marry a melancholic person, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are a husband, a married, a maracolic wife. She wants everything in the room to be arranged. The bed should be arranged. Your side, her side. You, you cannot just throw your shoes around. No, 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 Everything must be. Pe- 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 you want to make love to You have to wait. Just go and bath. Do this, this. Yeah, wait. Meanwhile, your erections up and up. So, I wait, "Wait, wait, I'm coming." Can't control me if you want. Their weaknesses, their weak part is that, because they are so good, they tend to look down on others. They tend to criticize. They are self righteous. It is very difficult to please them, because they are idealists, perfectionists. So it's very difficult to please them. Amen. Then we have the sandwichways. Now the Sanways are the happy ones. They are always happy, whereby they are. They talk all the time, they are laughing all the time. When you have your party, you need a sanguine to be there. To be there. If you have to go and hire a a sanguine, go and hire him, just to come around, your party will be very nice. Even if there's no food, the party will be nice. They'll create a laughing environment, everything. They are cheerful. Yeah? Their weak side is that they are indisciplined. They are disorganized. If you are a a lady and you marry a sanguine husband, you have to collect his salary from him. And manage it for him. When he wakes up in the morning and he comes and says he wants money, give it to him by asking what are you going to do with it? And manage him. Because a son will just share his salary to everybody. (laughs) Get $20,000 fifty thousand, Within one week, all his money is finished. And then they tend to be immoral. They tend to be immoral. Unfaithful. They are loose. Then we have the phlegmatics. The word phlegmatic phlegmatic is derived from the word phlegm. The liquid that comes from the nose. Thick, sticky, slow. So phlegmatics are very slow people. Laid back. They don't like to move. They are very lazy. They don't have energy. When they sit, they want to sit. They want to relax. I get what I'm saying. Eh? These are their weak side. But they have their positive side. Their positive side is that they don't, they don't like trouble. And they don't have trouble with anybody. They are very accommodating. You cannot easily anger them. Very patient. But they are not achievers and often they are very poor. But they don't work hard. Amen. So now, all this uh, type of temperament are found with pastors in the church.
3: A colonial pastor
2: is a good pastor. It's a strong pastor. It's a forceful pastor. He'll move the church. He'll buy land. Everybody said that so, like he'll buy her land. He'll build a church. You move the church. But you have to be careful because you can also drive away the people. Sometimes, even you overstretch the people. The people are tired, but you can't even see. So, you can overstretch them. Sometimes, you talk to the people with lack of sensitivity, you can insult them. Yeah. The pastor was telling us how he travelled for some time. His assistant, when he came, the church members were not happy. The assistant was just insulting everybody in the church. And he was a choleric. Now, a melancholic pastor, you have to be careful, because the truth is that you want everything to be perfect, but church people are not like that. For example. Are you enjoying it? Okay. For example, if my uncle Pastor will say, the service starts at 8 a.m. If you don't come at 8, you are late. Look, the reality is that don't come at 8, they will not come at 8. Don't come at 8. Do you get it? So yes, fight for the eight. But in your mind, make a little adjustment. And accommodate. Accommodate people. Because people don't obey. People want to do what, you know. And you are leading people. So if you are going to have straight rules. Now, a, a melancholic pastor who says, No fornication. Well, he don't fornicate. If you fornicate, out. Now, any pastor here, who decides to sack fornicators from your church? I can assure you that you have anybody in your church. Because most of the members are fornicating. It's true. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's good, support them. But what I'm saying is that you have to find another way of overcoming it, teach about it. Different kinds of things. Yeah. That's one of my services. You know, it got to a point that we don't know what spirit came into that service. Almost every week, a lady was getting pregnant. This one is pregnant. This one is this. The spirit of fornication, yes, was taking over the church. So I rose up and began to teach on fornication. I taught it life for about eight weeks. Yeah. They started making invitations. If that's your problem, come out, pray for them. Send them on our casting out evil spirits, you know, and all that. Maybe one time, I hear somebody commented that, you commented about that service that, when at all would they stop the fornication so that bishop would stop preaching about it? Pastors, any problem you want to address in the church, you understand Use the power of teaching. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You understand it? It's very dangerous, especially young Christians, to attack them. Don't attack young Christians. Teach. This same service. Some of this, those ladies are now leaders, cell leaders, administrators, all kinds of things in the church. San Buenos Pastor is a very good pastor. Now, what is the stance in the church? Everybody is happy. His preaching, his lifestyle, his jokes, what he says, and all that. The church is a happy church. The only problem is that the church is a disorganized church. There's no order in the church. When he's preaching, children will be moving around, shouting. He can't even see it. The chairs are arranged in a funny way. You know, I mean, he's just happy. He's just happy. He doesn't correct people. A phlegmatic pastor is a very, very, very good pastor. Because they are patient. They are patient. All kinds of people will be in the church. Happily, you work with them and on them. Only that that church will not grow. It will not do well. There will be no land, no church building, nothing. Just as the church is, that's how it will be, because it doesn't have energy. It's not forceful. You see, I brought in all this, listen, to end of phlegmatics. That pragmatism is a killer of ministry and a killer of church growth. Deep pragmatism is an evil spirit that will kill your ministry. Each of the temperaments can be modified by the Holy Spirit to perfect you. Yeah. So, if you are choleric, the Holy Spirit can work on your heart to love people, to cherish people, to handle people in a certain way. A phlegmatic, alright? You can admire cholerism. If we if are a phlegmatic, how do you overcome it? You must admire cholerism. What, what, what do I mean by you must admire? You must admire how cholerics do things. Don't despise it. You must admire their energy. You must admire their leadership style. You, are, you must admire their boldness. You must admire their ability to push forward and adopt it. You don't learn it, you adopt it and say, this is how I'm going to behave. And you leave out their insensitivity and all that. Yes. Because if we are a phlegmatic pastor here, we are not going to have a mega church. Phlegmatics cannot build mega churches. If you see a phlegmatic pastor who has a large church, that person of the years added colorism. Yeah. An example is my own good friend, Bishop Patrick, who built the church. He's a phlegmatic. Very nice. Laid back. But through these teachings, it? he has added the colorism. By the time he was living here, when, when Bishop Patrick came here, we didn't have a church here. He came here in 1994, 1995. We didn't have a church here. He came to start a church in Tamale, like that chapel in Tamale. But the time he was living, eh, he had put up this cathedral, built this church, and had another about 60 to 65 branches all around the three northern regions. That's the work that God is into. <laughs> he has been building church buildings all over. That is not the typical characteristics of a phlegmatic. But I'm saying that you see he has adopted cholerism. He has adopted it. So you need biazo, forcefulness, force your way. As we are talking about church growth, leave here and go to your church and say, I'm going to force my way into church growth. Whatever I have to do. Whatever I have to do. I cannot be sitting in the church with 40 people, for the rest of my life. Whatever I have learned, whatever I can learn, I'm going to put it into practice. By a combination of Anakazo, Anadeya, and Biazo. Can I have an amen? Yes. Yes. Watch out! Everybody that the man invited gave an excuse. But eventually, his house was full. Why anakazo is important for church growth? Why anakazo is important for church growth? Remember, we are talking about church growth and anakazo. That is why our Bible school is called anakazo. We are training young men and women who can go into the world to compel people to enter the kingdom of God. Anakazo, the compelling power. The compelling power is Anakazo. Anakazo is the compelling power. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, the people in the world—they are not ashamed though. Haven't you seen them kissing publicly? Two men are kissing. Two men. Shamelessly. Alcoholic drinks are advertised boldly. with no shame they want to sell a type of water and for that a lady shamelessly takes off everything to stand by it to show us everything that she has do, do you know why they made the ladies to stand there because they know that most men will be attracted to the lady because a lady was it. she's only in her panty who is standing there most men, so, so the target, you see, the target is the water. But they are targeting you through the lady. Yeah, because we, brothers, you know the way we are. When the Bible said that our eyes must look straight, brothers, it's very difficult for us. Hey! How many brothers have been watching? One day I was driving, I was driving towards Tessano, from Kodesh, the Tessano, uh, the police barracks. I was climbing like that. So I was driving like that, and straight ahead of me, to my left, I saw this sister with a big to Do you know Tuhumtu? This one. And it's sort all of bubbling like this. So I said, "This is foolishness. I won't watch. So I'll go straight." I was a bishop, oh. so I, as I was going, then I, and I said, "Oh, this one." <laughs> Than before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: hmm. <laughs> uh,
2: what else are you talking about? I'm talking about something. Listen, Pastor, you cannot be shameless about the gospel, about the work. You cannot. You cannot. Now, what can be more shameful? What can be more shameful than God who created everything will be born among sheep? Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal to God, but made himself of no reputation, while foreseeing that we also are encompassed with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that dot, easily beset us, and let us run. The race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Who, for the joy that was laid before him, endures the cross, despising the shame. For consider him who endures such a contradiction of sin against himself. Lest you be with it. For consider him who endures such a contradiction of sin. Contradiction. God came To put our sin on him. contradiction. So ministry is a contradiction. You are educated. You are a gentleman. But for the sake of the gospel. For the sake of the gospel. If you have to shout, you must shout. If you have to be shameless, you must be shameless. If you have to remove your clothes, you must remove your clothes. For the sake of the gospel. Put aside all gentility and all self-importance. You want to build a large church. You can't do that. You cannot do that. Jesus Christ walked the streets and the lanes. Preaching. Mingling with sinners. One of the main accusations was that he was mingling with sinners. Eh? Huh? He became man. Jesus was not God walking on earth. He was man. Ah. How can, how can God. One day, Mark 4. They were on the Sea of Galilee. When the storms came up, they went to call him. He was fast asleep. Fast asleep. Snoring. He was fast asleep. Read your Bible. They woke him up. But, the Bible says that God never slept nor an Islamic. So man, When he was walking through Samaria, he went to beg for water. One time he and the disciples they started plucking cones and eating. When he went for a funeral, he wept. I'm sure there were many times that as they were walking he said, excuse me, I'm coming. He passed through the bush. After 10 minutes, the will where is he? Lord, why one day goes, Peter, where is he? What can be more shameful than that? For we have not a high priest who does not feel, who does not have a feeling of our of all our infirmities. But in that he himself, he himself, had gone through all that. He can succor us. He was tempted at all points, but yet without sin. Which means that Jesus, as a man, was also tempted by women. Desire for women. Can you imagine that Elijah was also tempted when he saw to whom to another? Elijah. Because the scripture says that eh, Elijah was a man of like passion. What 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 we are feeling? Elijah felt. The banners. Young pastors who are not married. It's not easy for you. And some of these are sisters. Come to the church. To frighten us. One of our missionaries told me he was preaching Sunday morning. Preaching powerfully. Then check the seats behind him. Just like there. There was a lady there who was flapping her. I know. Even though you are mounted, we are preaching. My ladies flapping like that. At least once be. You see, because when you are preaching, Jesus said, Feed my sheep. He didn't say feed my giraffes. so You have to look at the sheep like this. Now that's what Jesus said. He said, Feed my sheep. He didn't say feed my giraffes. When you're feeding giraffes, you'll be like that. When you are feeding the sheep, you look like this. He said, Why do you look? The lady was not wearing any panties. What a shh. Give the Lord a sh- a shoulder. shoulder. Shoulder Hey. The whole point I'm talking about is that the world is wow. We must become wilder to build a kingdom. The righteousness of God lies in the gospel. That is, for people to stand right before God, that thing comes about through they receiving the gospel. Do you understand it? So, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first, then to the Greek. Verse 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. For therein, in the gospel. So when we when we keep the gospel away, we are not going to turn people into righteousness. Hallelujah. How many of you want to build a large church? You need an acazo. Why an acazo is important for church groups. I believe this story is symbolic of the Lord Jesus Christ sending us out to invite people to him. It is also symbolic of pastors sending out their members to evangelize the world. I've discovered that every time I embark on evangelizing the world, inviting many people to a great supper, I encounter the same things that this man encountered. However, I believe this man was a success. In spite of everything, he had his party. And his house was full of guests. It might not have turned out the way he initially wanted, but he had his party anyway. You see... God is sending out his church to invite the whole world to know Christ. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, many of those who are invited do not respond. The Jews were the first to be invited to know the Lord, but they rejected Christ, and the gospel moved on to the Gentiles. Many of the elite who live in large urban cities hear the gospel on television and in church. However, they do not receive the message, but rather criticize preachers. Again, the gospel is passed on to the poor and non-elite in villages. They willingly receive the word because they have no other hope but God. Hallelujah. So, why is anakazo important for the growth of your church? Number one, Anakazo is important because only a certain type of evangelism will lead to church growth. Only a certain type of evangelism. So, in our denomination Lighthouse, we call evangelism anakazo. Anakazo is one one form of evangelism that we do. When you hear anakazo, it means whatever we are going to do to bring people into the kingdom will do it. Without anakazo, I see that anakazo is important because only a certain type of evangelism will lead to church growth. People are not going to be convinced or compelled to know God through our little church games. Our Mickey Mouse church programs and bazaars will not go very far into this world. We must go out there and drive them, drive them to God. Drive them to God. Drive them to God. Sitting in your church and arranging your chairs will not make people come into the church. You have to go out there. Come out with all kinds of evangelistic methods. Yes. Yes. If the people love to play football, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. Some of of my pastors have formed football teams with their members to play matches With people in their community so that they can have access to witness to them. Come out of dancing, music, eh? everything. The world loves dancing and music. Set up a stage. And let them be dancing and music, they'll be attracted. And you preach them. The rich people and the elite who don't like to come to church organize a breakfast meeting for them in a good hotel. Invite them for a breakfast meeting. They will come. They will come. Serve them breakfast. And preach to them. Yes, preach to them. Let your members, who are also professionals, bring their friends. Everybody, you are a teacher, bring your friend teacher. You are professional. This everybody, as we have met there. You see, because when you stand there as a doctor, and you are telling that you are doctors, I am also a doctor. So you start I see that. I mean, you are very great, and I am nothing, and I am serving God. I have time. To serve God. Why don't you have time to serve God? They will listen to you. Whatever we have to do. Whatever we have to do. To drive people. To drive people. To drive them into the kingdom. We must do that. Yeah? But you see. Satan has. Introduced. An evil type of evangelism in the church. When Jesus said. We should go and preach. We have turned evangelism. Into inviting. I'm inviting you to my church. Inviting people to your church is not not the same. As preaching the gospel to them for them to repent, and then also, we are not supposed to go and bring people to our churches, but to the kingdom. Most times, when you tell, I want to invite you, what Which church, church do you go to? I go to Lighthouse. I go to this. So, me, me, me too. I'm, I'm this. Me too. I go to Methodist. Me too. I'm a Catholic. Me too. I'm this. Immediately, they they rebound. And give you also what they have. Yes. An invitation has no power to change anybody. People are changed by the gospel. It is the power of God. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation, not invitation. And then because we are shameful, we are not forceful, we are lazy. We invite people who go to church and not even sinners. So you see a member of uh, ICGC who lives by the challenge. Can you come and visit me in my church? So the person comes to your church. He comes all right, but you have not added a soul to the kingdom. And I'm saying that this, all this are Satan's subtle way of changing the power of the gospel. I am convinced that most Christians today cannot do so-to-so evangelism. No. Yeah. I've had camps on evangelism where I take whole sessions to teach on person-to-person evangelism. How to do it. There are several camps like that. If you are interested, you can get them. I teach them. When I'm training, my area fellowship or my cell leaders is part of it. I teach them how to do person-to-person evangelism. One of the things I teach them is that when you see a sin, I have a session. Now that you have met a sinner, what do you do? One of the things I teach them is that approach boldly. Approach boldly. Approach boldly. When people realize that you are bold, they are forced to listen to you. And when you are going, you are trembling. Hallelujah. Huh? Yes. So, a certain type of lame, can you come to my church? Are you a Christian? Oh, please come to my church. You know, everything will be okay with you. Does not change anybody. So change anybody. That's not change anybody. Let's find innovative ways. In your community, find innovative ways. What can you do? If on Sunday the people in the community go to go to their farms, don't have service on Sunday morning. Why are you having service? Because Sunday morning, they are not there. When are they there? In the evenings that they come. The fact that everybody goes to church Sunday morning. Does not mean that. That is what you must do. Paul said. I become all things to all men. That I might by all means. win something. Anakazo. Biazo. Anadea. Say anakazo. Say, I need an Akazo. I need Diazo. I need Anadea. Yes. And even evangelism. Many of us have stopped doing evangelism ourselves. We have stopped. Yeah. We have stopped. But Jesus, Jesus, he did person to person evangelism. And he did different types of evangelism. Do you know that Jesus did person to person evangelism? He did person to person evangelism. Matthew chapter 4, 18 to 20, he won Peter, he won Andrew, he won James, he won John. Matthew 9 9, he won Matthew. Luke 19, he wants Zacchaeus. The All these people were person-to-person evangelists. And then he also had crusades. Like Matthew 5 and Luke 5. When he went to sit in the boat and spoke to the people. These were open-air crusades. And then he had breakfast meetings. He went to the house of Martha and Mary. And while they were eating and preparing the food, he was talking to them about the things of the kingdom. He had special meetings with important people. Nicodemus saw him, private interview about the kingdom. Different ways that Jesus wants souls. Hello? So pray and think. And you yourself get to that. Ground. Many of you, honestly, I don't understand. Honestly, you have just started a ministry. You have just started a ministry. Someone, I think that you, you have a secretary, you have an administrator. Why, why, why do you need all that? I get it. A unnecessary big manism roll up the sleeves and get to the job. Up to today, Bishop Dark. does. Crusades, streets, site jams, up to today, on a regular basis. Evangelism has been thrown out of the church. We have arranged our chairs and we are expecting people to come. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Can I have an amen? Amen. Number two. Anakazo is important because the people that will fill our empty churches are not in places where they can receive bourgeoisie invitation cards. Anakazo is important So I can see a lot of people taking notes, okay? So take those back, get a book. Get a book. There's even a book, just one single book, with The Compelling Power. You can get it. Anakazo is important because the people that will fill our empty churches are not in places where they can receive bourgeoisie invitation cards. Bourgeoisie is big, 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 big people. If people are going to be touched with the gospel... A new strategy of going to the garters, highways, and bushes must be employed. Sitting in church and inviting people has long been an unworkable strategy for church growth. Now, go back to the Anakazo story. Now watch this. Verse 21. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. What did he show them? The excuses of the people. Watch. Then the master of the house being angry said to his servant, watch this. The spirit of Anakazo makes you angry that the church is empty. The spirit of Anakazo makes you angry. It gives you a godly anger that the church is empty. Why is the church empty? The fact that your church is empty but you are comfortable is a clear sign that you don't have the spirit of not an occult. You're man. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be angry. You'll not be happy in your spirit. You see, because as a pastor, your business is to bring people all the time. All the time. There is no, there is no businessman. A true businessman who always does not make profit or loses money, who will be smiling, happy, sitting in his office. No. You get angry. You get angry. Pastor, it's time for you to get get angry. Get angry. Get angry. Get angry. Let godly anger consume you. I cannot be sitting down here in this little church for another five years. No, no, no. Something must break. Something must give way. Something must happen. Something must change. Something must change. Something must change. The master grew wild. Said, no! I want to have my party! And I want people here! So what did he do? Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in thither. Now watch. Anakazo.
3: You
2: see, you want the church to grow. You are waiting for bankers. People who sell curtain material, iron rods, cement billets. You see, you are targeting these people in your. You have been waiting and targeting them. Eh? No. Go to the streets. Go to the lanes. Now, who are in the street and the lanes? And bring into that the poor and the maimed and the hot and the blind. Watch me. Watch me. Pastor, if you want your church to grow, these are the people. The ordinary people. The gospel is for the poor. The gospel is for the poor. Rich people are not interested in the gospel. Jesus said, how highly would a rich man enter into the kingdom of God? Listen, if you want your church to be full, target the ordinary people. Yes. Non-people, students, poor people, ordinary people. Ordinary people. They will respond to the gospel. The gospel is to the poor. Jesus said, Jesus said, in Luke 4, 18, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To the poor. In Matthew eleven, when John the Baptist heard about Jesus and what he was doing, he sent two of his disciples to go and ask him, Are you the Messiah? Are you the one who is to come? Jesus told them, Go and tell him, when you go, you just tell him that the man that you saw is a man who is ministering. The blind can see through his ministry, the lame are walking, the lepers are cleansed, the dead are raised on the dead, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Yeah. I've seen it in my ministry. Many of you, know my church. And you can see small, small boys. No, 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 no. They have nothing. 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 The church is full of them. Two of my early services. When you come there, you can't see any cars. Maybe my car and a few cars by the pastors. But generally no cars. But the cathedral is full of people. First service, second service. One is seven o'clock, one is uh, um, now it's moved to about nine. No car- We bring the people in buses. We bring the people in buses. Every Sunday at my cathedral, we bring people in 80 buses. 80. Different sizes. Tata buses, urban buses, um, Benz buses. 80 of them. Majority of my people, they don't have cars. They can't come. They don't come. The day that our basin doesn't work, the attendant just drops. These are the people that we have. Poor people, ordinary people. The church will be full. And then of course, it doesn't mean that, leave the rest. I'm just giving you a perspective. So now, you can believe God to garnish the church with the district chief executive, one or two, you know, people. Do you, do you understand it? Yeah. But if you make, if you make the big people your target, your church will be empty. The, the master said, okay, okay. Go out, Bring in the poor, and the male, and the hot, and the blind. Yeah. Go on. And the servant said, it is done as thou hast, and yet there is room. Verse 23. And the Lord said unto the servant, go out into the highways and the hedges. Now the highways and the hedges are the lungulungus, the ghettos. I got what I'm saying. Where the wind smokers are, where the prostitutes are, where the arm robbers are. Now go there now. You see, but but to go to arm robbers, to weed smokers, that's where you need biaso, and you need shamelessness. Those of you, those of you who know Accra, there's a part of Accra. I won't mention the name. Four of these people. Four of these people. Look, one time went we have a crusade, a crusade there, and when. My members went out to go and do an account to invite people and invite them to come for their crusade. When they came, after they told me, Hey, Bishop, it's a very wild place. So one of the things is that there was a place where there was open prostitution. At that time, it was one Ghana city. So you see a lot of young men sitting, and then one after the other, they go, Open with young girls. A lot of the arm robbery in Accra. The people are there. From this side. From that place. Wild place. Very wild. And I had a lady pastor. I had a lady pastor. She was wild. Look, she could bring like 100 people from that place. In the bus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She could bring like 100 people from that place. She was wow. I gave her some students. When they went there, they wanted to run away. I said, be there. You need Anakazo. You need Biazo. You need Anadea. I said, Bishop, the place is wow. But we have many people saved from there. Some of them are shepherds. Some of them are in the choir. Yes. There's a man of God in Singapore. In 2009 or so, when he was telling us this story, his church was 35,000 people. So this is about 8 years ago. There are 35,000 people. So by now, I don't know. But so when he started the church, the church was still growing. And then he realized that The church was close to hedges, highways, these type of places. There was an area not far from the church which had prostitutes, which had uh, gang gang leaders, um, drug users, this type of wild, wild people. So he told the church, if we are really serious, if we are really serious to build the church of God, we need to go to these people. So they started. He said soon his church became the wealthiest word, church that you could find. Right in the midst of the service, you see gang leaders. They'll just come, sit down, and they'll remove the hostess of their, where the gun is and put it down. And they'll be there. You see prostitutes in mini skates almost naked, they'll walk, you know, and come and sit down. As he's preaching, somebody will just get up, take a cigarette and light <laughs> and smoke in the church. It was wild, the the wildest church. He he said that the that, that church now became like a dangerous church. The, all these guys are people. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Listen to me. You see, that is a church. That is a church. That is a church. A church is a place where sinners have come to. So that the word of God will work on them for them to be renewed in their minds. A church is not a place where good people have come. Yeah. That is why our churches are not growing because we are going for good people. What we call evangelism is to backsliding Christians. Mostly. Not, not the real sinner who has not heard the word of God before. No. No. And you see, to be able to win those people, you need Anakazo, Biazo, and Anadea. Yeah. You need it. As the years went on, many of those people became the pastors of the church. The choruses, the ashes, you know, and all that. God changed them. I had a French service that I started like a year ago at my cathedral. One time I entered the church and I saw a guy sitting down there, a Rastafarian. With his hair and everything it was looking wild. So I told my assistant and the shepherd, I said, nobody should say anything to him about his hair, his dressing. Nobody. Nobody should say it. So he was in the church. He would come faithfully every Sunday. After a couple of months, I realized that he joined the praise and worship team. Yeah. I went to visit him once or twice, but I, did, I didn't say anything. Cut your hair, why are you like this? No, listen to me. Preach the word. Preach the word. The word of God is powerful. It is sharper than any two edges sword. able to pierce and divide and sunder. Eh? The soul, the spirit, the marrow, and it's a descender of the thoughts and the intents of men. The word of God is very powerful. Hallelujah. How wither shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed thereto to thy word. The word of God is able to cleanse. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I have seen the end of all profession. By thy word is exceeding broad. The word of God. Yeah. When people come to your church, new converts, and they are fornicating and all that, don't attack them. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. They are unbelievers. They are unbelievers. Your power is the word. If you antagonize them at that stage, they will leave. They are not used to being criticized, being insulted. They see it as a normal thing. Laugh them. love them. Care for them. Preach to them. The Holy Spirit has power to turn their lives around. Listen. One day I came to the church to come and preach. The guy is called Abdul from Cameroon. So the later he joined the choir. So the power was ministering. So I said, Where is Abdul? Because I was not seeing him. I said, Where is Abdul? Everybody started laughing. Where is Abdul? They said, That is Abdul. That, that's Abdul. I said, Where is Abdul? They pointed to a guy. They said, That is Abdul. You know what has happened to him? He has shaved off all of all the deadlocks. And the pastor said, he went to him the day before and asked him, why? He said he was there. He said, I was just there. And suddenly I felt that I should just move the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, John sixteen eight. when he comes, he will convict the world of righteousness and of sin and of judgment. Leave it to the Holy Spirit. The people that you must rebook are mature Christians who, who know the word of God, who know what is a of a Christian and they are misbehaving. That's why you call them and you rebook them. You cannot be a shepherd and you are fornicating the church. Are you here? Yeah. Hallelujah. Number four. Number four. Without an acazo, many churches are going to die a natural death. Without an acazo, many churches are going to die a natural death. What you must realize is that the membership of a church is very fluid. Many people come and many people leave. If you don't have more people coming in than those you are losing your church will begin to die. If you don't want your church to close down, you must do what Jesus instructed. Go out and practice anacazo. Oh yeah. Hallelujah. Pastor, instead of church growth, without anacazo, you will have church finishing. Church decreasing. So the opposite of church growth is church decreasing. Look, a church, a church can finish. When I say a church can finish, it's like 2014. It was 50 members, but by today, it is down of eight people. A church can finish, and the pastor said, "Your church is finishing right before your eyes." Right before your eyes, it is finishing. It is true. And you know it. You know it. You know it. It is finishing. The reason why it is finishing is because it's very simple. More people are going out compared with the number that are coming in. That's why it's finishing. For a church to grow, you must always have a positive balance. A church is always people coming in minus people going out. And the equation must end always in a positive balance. Then your church will grow. So in a month, we are in March. So in March, you bring in 50 people and then 30 people go out. Then you are left with 20. I'm talking about people that you are adding. So you have added 20. Or oh, you don't understand it? Hmm? But your membership is 100. In March, 30 people have gone out. So your level is 70. And then you brought in only 5. So you are 75. Then in April, 20 people go, go out. So your number now is 55. And then you brought in only. 10. So you are 65. So the church keeps going down, down, down. You see, pastors say, I don't know why. My church is not going, my church is finishing. That is it. There's no evangelism. You are suffering from what is called agar-barrenness. Your reproductive, spiritual reproductive organs are not working. And sometimes you suffer from shackle barrenness. Where you are giving birth, but the rate of um, uh, the mortality rate is too high. Do you understand it? Agam barrenness means that your reproductive organs are not working. There's no evangelism. There's no outreach. There are no soul winning activities. So people don't come in. But sometimes people come in, but they die quickly. The population of the world used to be like that, yeah. In the in the 18th centuries and the rest, the population of the world, you know, kept it was it was flat, more even down, because more people were being born, but many of them also died through bacterial diseases, germs, and all that. Then in the 19th century. When antibiotics, the first one, penicillin, was found and they started fighting infections. Then now, when people became ill through the antibiotics, they got healed. And so they continue to live. So now when you go to rich countries, Japan, you know, and all, they have a problem. Their problem now is that they have too many old people and their young people are not giving birth. Actually, in another probably about 20 years, most of those countries will be taken over by people of other religions. Completely. They'll take over. They'll take over. If you take a place like America, eh, the Mexicans and the Spanish people will take over. In another about 50 years, they'll take over. They'll hold, but they give birth to a lot. Eight, nine, ten. Americans just one or nothing. You joke with Anakazo, you are joking with the the very existence of your church. Your church will die. You will no more have a church. A time will come, you will no more have a church. Yeah. So, your evangelistic drive, you see, you must drive your church. You must drive your church to go out. 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 We can't stay here. The church must go. It must send or it will finish. I recommend a company by Bishop Dark for you. The church must send or it will finish. Get it? And listen to it. To bless you. Pastor, can't you see that your church is finishing? So, what are you doing about it? As you are watching TV Sunday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, after you have preached, Gather your church workers and go to the communities. The people are there. Sundays are one of the best times for evangelism. Most people are relaxing at home. Yes. Yes. Put down your suit. Remove your shoe. Put on a sandals. And go out. The church doesn't just grow; the church must be made to grow. If 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 you forget everything that we have said at this time, remember this one: it doesn't just get up and grow. You must make it to grow. Yeah. And if you don't make the church to grow, it will finish. Duri duri, it will finish. I get missionaries who tell me that's all the time: Bishop, the church is finishing of the church is not growing. What must I do? What must you do? What must you do? What must you do? Go out! Go out! You are 20 something years. 30 something years you are so lazy. Phlegmatic. You cannot move your your bums from a chair. Your bums. You can't move your bums from a chair. Lazy. Lying in bed. Watching movies.
4: Many
3: pastors are lazy.
2: Lazy. I did was yesterday or two days ago. I talked about church growth and hard work. Lazy. I'm far older than all my pastors and my shepherds. And one of the things that they are always saying, eh, Bishop, sure. where is the energy coming from? See, I'm far stronger than them. Yeah. Fast stronger. 11 p.m., 12 midnight. As I'm going home, they have all collapsed. Coming. About three weeks or so ago, the students who work with me, I was finished all meetings. Around about 12, I was going. And they have been waiting for me. They were sleeping, just like the disciples were. Sleeping all over. So I made them to gather them. And I started talking to them. I started talking, sharing with them. I was on my way to my car. Started talking to them, like for about 30 minutes, sharing with them. And then I just felt the Spirit, you know, asking me to pray for them. It turned into a service. They were flying all over. And they came to me and said, "Ah, they, they, they don't understand it. You don't. Many of you are very young, but you are old men. Even your wife is not happy with you. When was the last time you gave your wife three rounds?"
3: Cry yele yele.
2: We are dying. Look at you. You cannot afford to be old in the ministry. You cannot afford. In Joshua chapter 13. Joshua had fought all these battles for Jericho, for I. And all those countries, all those nations, he asked for them the Perizzites, the Hivites, and now he was an old man. Look at Joshua chapter 13. He was an old man. Now Joshua was old and stricken in years. And the Lord said to him, Watch, an old man, an old man, in battle. And the Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken in years. I know. I know that. And there remained yet very much land to be possessed. So therefore sleep. Joshua be happy. Enjoy your retirement. no, 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 no. No, 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 no. no, no. Your church is finished, and you cannot be sleeping. It's time for an that You must grow wow. Many of you have churches. You can pay yourself. You pay yourself one twenty Ghana cities. You rent a little room you are there. You are finished. You are happy. You send your child to a school where you pay uh, every 10, five Ghana cities. So you are you are very happy. With your seventeen members. But 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 the ministry is not about your life, it's about souls that are dying in their thousands and going to hell. Verse two. Verse two. This is the land that yet remaineth. Joshua, just in case. You don't know all the borders of the Philistines and all Geshru from Sehoh, which is before Egypt, even unto the borders of Ekron, northwest. You see, God was showing him the field for evangelism. The field for evangelism. The field for evangelism. Jesus said, "The harvest is truly plenteous." La makabolo moshaka shaka mandaka sendeme. Ole makabatere mo baba handere mas. Ale mo habakirimosimahaya. Le bokabilimoshandi mahatese. La ya 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 ya, ya O Olo seka. Moho babale. mo mohoseka. La mohoshi bahantere La baba le. Ecolimicali Lift up your eyes, said the Spirit of God. For the harvest indeed is ripe and white. For yea, why are you asleep? Why are you looking on, unconcerned? For is it not what I've called you to do? To labor and to labor hard. Is it not what I've called you to do? So why do you sit at ease in Zion? Why do you look on? When thousands of the one that I love are dying and going to hell in their throats. And my children and my servant that I've called, my servant that I've filled with my spirit, my servant that I've given my precious spirit to, are sitting and looking at Luke. The time has come, said the Lord, to rise up and to run, to run and to run again. Be strong. Be strong, run. It is time to rise up. It is time to be awakened. This is a time to sleep. This is not a time to sleep. This is a time to run. Run off your sickle. Run off your sickle. Run into the harvesters. Run and run again. Go and come and go again. Go and come and go again. It is time to reap.
3: It is time to reap. It is time to reap. It is time to reap. It is time
2: to reap. It is time to harvest. And I'll give you the harvest if you go into it. I'll give you. I'll give you the harvest. It is time. Lift up your hands and just pray. Tell the Lord, Kami Ali, O Shiba Hade, Mandika Hayelele Mikiyandi Sehe, Ali Mahoki Ma, Liandi Riboho Sebe, Maka Biyandi Mahosehe. See the harvest. 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 Lift up your hands and pray. Pray about the harvest. Tell the Lord, help me to go. Help me to go. Give me the burden, give me the burden for the loss. Lift up your hands and pray. Mahaya se, shibori mahayandiri. Ayama mendi riboshiaka, lebuandi riboshiya. Apa teri mokavya teri mozeliya. Makabebe mokolimokosi bahateriya, shimboka teriya. Ataka mendi ribo Ma 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 e sta di mo ro caderia ma babia te mo cadicali ma sanara letabi on say the holy ghost speaking the holy ghost arvari speaking the holy ghost oh my yeah
3: oh my yeah 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 jende Yende yendo, yende aya, aya, Yande Baliale, Yande Yande ya, Help us to go. Push us into the heaven. 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 Rabbi Billy Bahia. E Mahia. 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 E Mahia our oh, prayer God is anointing you God is helping you God is changing you the Holy Spirit is putting a burden in your spirit in the name of Jesus Mayay 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 Molia, 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 diría. diría. Monte Bayet. 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 Siboliet. Chiboliet. Chiboliet. Chibolié. Oh yo, no. Maye, 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 yes. Saliba, Randele, Ale. stop your hands and pray. I don't know anointing. to you. Add a lot of anointing. I don't know anointing. to you.
2: that organ gently. today.
3: Lift up your hands. Father,
2: anoint us. Let the power to cause your church to grow. yours. A powerful force is taking over your life now. Now. Receive it. Our churches,
3: God is giving it to you. Yes, it's falling on you,
2: it's falling on you, it's coming upon you, it's seizing your life, it's seizing your life to transform you, transform your ministry. Yes, thank you, Lord thank you Holy Spirit
3: we want it we want you come upon us come upon us come upon us come upon us yes say. Maliyate
2: Ibalahaya
3: Ibalahaya Yes. awesome God, how great are you? You are the mighty, I am a ragged. We stand. aí
0: to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Colégum. Opus is a college main Gate. Please note our service times English services Early Rain service 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His Presence service 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And Love and Faith service 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages L'Eglise Glorious French 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m.